Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future, part two, one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Menes in the news. And joining us this week, returning champion Pat Driscoll. Welcome uh, back, Pat. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be back for this uh, scintillating five minutes. Minute. Sorry. Minute. <laughs> five, five minutes in total. Five yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. in total. <laughs> um. So, yeah, uh, today we're going back to uh, minute 56, which begins with Doc handing a newspaper to Marty and ends with uh, uh, Biff Tannen uh, proclaiming <laughs> that uh, the movie he's watching is is a great flick. Right. So for, first thing that I noticed right off the bat. Is Doc hands this newspaper to Marty, and I think this is the first time I've ever watched this movie and realized that he that the prop department didn't make a real newspaper. They no. just made like one page. Right. It's just it's a single page. Crack, <laughs> uh, the crackpot scientist himself handing that the newspaper to him. It's one single page. One so single page. Maybe so that's what, what newspapers will be like in that world. Maybe, maybe, maybe Biff. In his infinite wisdom, knows that uh, we don't read that much, and he's like, "Let's just go ahead and cut back on the newspapers." Like, yeah. guys, we only need a du- one double-sided page. Yeah, it's a very, uh, it's a very mom move. I don't know about you guys, but my mom, I'll come home and she'll have like a, a Manila folder filled with like twelve or thirteen newspaper pages <laughs> that she's saved throughout the year. For stuff yeah. that like, oh, you like movies? This old woman opened a movie theater in town. My, oh, it's, my it's wife's not for mother will still send mom. her cards in the mail with uh, like magazine clippings that she thinks my wife will find interesting. Oh my no, god, it happens often. It's just both both of these examples just sound like they're preparing for their crazy person walls. <laughs> yeah. Like eventually, they'll, they'll they'll send you they'll send you a, a a box with just like a roll of yarn in it, and they'll just be like, you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just like two like two razors and like a, a stamp. Yeah, I think we all need to be preparing our crazy person walls though as much as we can. I I think I'm going to make it my goal as I get older to just start collecting things so that when I know that the moment is coming when I'm about to die, I'll create a crazy person wall and then die in the middle of it. So everyone is like, what is this? What did it all mean? Just just a wall of forever stamps and everybody could have used those. They last forever. Uh, The thing about about crazy people walls is it always looks impressive when it's done, but like for a few months when there's only like two pictures on a wall and like a note it always looks so sad yeah it just looks like a casting wall yeah exactly that's definitely true (laughs) (laughs) too old too tall (laughs) best friend (laughs) fat guy fat guy question mark bald bald fat guy fatter (laughs) guy bald fat fat guy too white too white not white enough too white <laughs> the good kind just... of black. <laughs> Trust me. Like, yeah, well, she looks trustworthy. Yeah. Oh god. Cupid doesn't know it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, no, I just, but I do, uh, in the context of the movie itself, I do love the idea that when Doc broke into the library to go through the newspapers to figure out what happened, he didn't bother to bring the whole newspaper. He just cut out a page. I'll just take like, what I this need. Is enough. This is this is what I need for my dramatic moment. This, I would hate for future enough. explorers to not have the information they need in their Hill Galley Cal telegraphs. <laughs> I don't want them to have to go through a whole paper. Shit, someone took the whole paper. <laughs> <laughs> Throw them off the scent by just taking the one page. Yeah. What are we gonna do? I've I've never really I've never really um done a lot of 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 uh, like you know Buffy the Vampire style like library spelunking. Are newspapers filed by whole issues or individual stories? Whole I, issues. Yeah, whole, whole issues. issues. Okay. Yeah. They used to be like connected to like giant wooden planks, right? Yes. Like, pull them I, out. I've done. Uh-huh. I've done. I remember doing that once for like a school project. If I remember correctly, uh, the way that it works is they are in hard copy for a year Uh uh, and then they get transferred to that machine that you always see in like serial killer movies where they're doing the research. Yeah, like like the the, yeah. right, right, right. Where you flip to the to the page that you want or whatever. Jason Vallejo, um, age 39. (laughs) That's Morgan Freeman in... Seven? Uh, seven, probably, yeah. Kiss the yeah. Girls. All those yeah. uh, late 90s Morgan Freeman movies. Sure. And, All the Spider right. Women or whatever they were called. Kiss, yeah, Kiss yeah. the Girls. Uh, kiss the Spider Women. Kiss, yeah. kiss, the, kiss the Spiders. <laughs> For a few dollars more. <laughs> Riding in cars with spiders. Riding in cars. Oh, man. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so so this 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 scene is uh the thing that I, I, I don't think we didn't talk about this last week because it didn't occur to me until watching this minute. Mm-hmm. Um specifically until like I was watching this minute and doing uh like getting the, the minutes from last week published and I was picking out the screenshots and everything, and I was realizing how difficult it was to pick screenshots from this scene because it occurred to me that the majority of this scene is all one shot. Mm -hmm. It's just, there's a couple of detail shots. Like when he's looking at the almanac in the newspaper and, uh, when, uh, uh, he is being handed the, the cane top last week. But like, other than that, the whole scene is just this one shot that's sort of like pushing in and out. And I'm just, you know, I'm continuously impressed with Zemeckis's, uh, uh, insistence on not like overshooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And also in that one shot is a master class of, uh, in face acting from yes. Michael J. Fox. Yes. Just k- killing it. He's like Kyle Chandler on Bloodline. A lot of yeah. Bloodline references, right? We're good with that? <laughs> we're good. We're oh, yeah, totally. Okay. They've happened before. Yeah. We're, we're, we're up for any and all Kyle Chandler references <laughs> on this show. Uh, yeah, but he's uh, – Michael J. Fox is literally quite good in that scene, I think. In mm-hmm. fact, I think – is that the trifecta of Kyle Chandler references this, this, this season? What do you mean? Because because we definitely we definitely reference early edition classic in the in the uh, first like ten or fifteen episodes. 
And then, Nick, you referenced Coach Taylor a few weeks ago. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, and now and now Pat is bringing us in John with Raver. the trifecta. We did it. On Bloodlines. We did it. This is we did it, it, you guys. Momentous. Now we need to hit his three major movie roles, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Spectacular Now, and Super 8. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, soon. Soon. That's next season. That's next season. Oh, he That's was also really good in Carol. Did you guys see Carol? I did oh, not. Yeah. I heard he was, was good. Good. He's yeah, he's he sad. Was, he's sad. Kyle Chandler in that one. That's true. There's like sad. There's like kind of sad sack Chandler, and then there's like dad Chandler. Right. Yeah. Is he was sad sack Chandler in uh, Spectacular. Now. He's in one of the. Isn't he in one of like the Syrianas or the Sicario movies too? Like uh, one of those movies. Oh, he's in uh, Zero Dark Forty. Zero isn't Dark he? Thirty. There we go. Yeah. yeah. With yeah. um. <laughs> With Jason Clark is like the frattiest uh, torturer ever. Right. <laughs> hey, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Oh, man. Bro. That was Jason Clark. What do you know? What do you know? Come on. Bro. Oh, gross, bro. Should throw up? Give me some. Give me some. <laughs> <laughs> you can really take the dialogue of, from that scene. Yeah. You can take the dialogue from that scene, strip the audio out of that scene, and then reshoot a scene of like a frat guy, like, like, like dealing with a pledge. Yeah, totally. And just put the, the audio from yeah. zero to 30 over it and then like dub it over. No. Yeah. I was, and, in, I and was, it would play exactly the same. I was in college when I saw that movie with, with Hunter, my friend, and we, we would do that scene at part. Cause we almost had to laugh at that scene and we love that. I love that movie, but it's, it, it is kind of like an uncomfortably funny scene. Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised that was never a joke that they made in a neighbor's movie. <laughs> oh yeah, like this is yeah. Oh, they have like one frat guy. It is Jason Clark and Zero Dark. Yeah, <laughs> He's like with the beard. Right. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, that'd be phenomenal. Um. All right. So so yeah, Marty's face is. Uh, he is very serious. I think this is the most serious we've ever seen, Marty. This is uh. This is like the closest we'll get to Michael J. Fox's Hamlet. I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh my so. god, this is really this this kind of is Hamlet. Oh my god, you're right, it is. Yeah, Doc is pull Doc is Doc is like his father's ghost. Um his mom, I mean his you know, like Lorraine is his mom. Um <laughs> oh is she? Yeah, I mean <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in both cases, I guess I, I'm, 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 I'm forgetting the name of the queen in Hamlet for some reason. Yeah. And then Biff is the king, his uncle. Yeah. His uncle. And then, uh, Jennifer would be Ophelia. Yeah. I'm going to take your guys's word for it. She uh, even passes out. I mean, you know, she doesn't mm-hmm. die, but she passes mm-hmm. out. She sort of dies. This has given this movie a whole new meaning. Yeah. Wow. Scholarly look at back to the future part two. Oh, that's really weird so this could be his like oh you know her, you know oh alas poor york i knew him well horatio <laughs> yes this is it this yeah. is the i'll ask him that's the line that's the stand-in line <laughs> is this lone gun when i see before me who would have been the yorick of the back to the future universe huey lewis 
<laughs> you see, see Huey Lewis's skull. <laughs> would it would it be would it be Goldie Wilson? Maybe, yeah. Maybe, yes, mm-hmm. definitely. Poor yeah. Goldie. Uh, oh, alas, poor Goldie. <laughs> he was the noblest of all Hill Valians. <laughs> oh no, because that's true. You know, we don't know who may, who the mayor is in alternate 1985. Yeah. Like, for all we know, this could be like a Dark Knight Rises situation, and there kind of is no mayor. Yeah. Just a no man's land. Yeah. Just Biff blew up the baseball stadium and assassinated the mayor, and now it's just lay martial law, or Biff law. <laughs> Biff, was, Biff was Bane? Yeah, Biff, of course Biff was Bane. <laughs> yeah. Hello, McFly. You're so mean. <laughs> McFly. Foolproof vest. <laughs> This is a great flick. <laughs> now, we're, now we're doing it. There we go. Uh, so you've come to die in your city, Bob. No, I came here to stop you. <laughs> the weirdest fist fight in movie history. Oh, yeah, that's why you don't shoot Batman during the daytime in a movie. <laughs> yeah, so then we uh, we come face to face with Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Which is a... Uh, uh, For a few fistful of dollars more. It's one yeah, of those. I believe it's, 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 I think it's a fistful yeah, of dollars. It's the first one. Um, And it's... Uh, Definitely not the third uh, yeah, no, but it's it's uh, it's the first one, a fistful of dollars. Okay, um, that would be Biff's favorite of the three. That includes the good, the bad, and the ugly. He yeah, would pick a fistful of dollars. He was like, "Well, good, the bad, the ugly is probably too long." Mm-hmm. Watching a hot tub. Yeah, I'll be too. I'll be all. Uh, my fingers will get all. What is it? Pruned. Well, so there's well, a whole I'm, Civil War chapter that's say... not very fun to watch with like two naked ladies. <laughs> I would say, I mean, it's 1985, so like the odds of him having a VCR are slim to none. I would say that he's probably was just like channel surfing with these with these women in the hot tub. Oh, totally. Just came across this on TV, mm-hmm. right? So it wasn't a choice; it was just what was on. Yeah, right. That's Forget why he's. That. I, I think that's why he seems so pleased with it because it's like. It's like if he just ran into it on TV and was like, great flick, great flick. Oh, I love this. Yeah. That makes sense. But like if he put, if he chose it <laughs> out of his VHS collection and put it in and then was like continuously surprised by it. Man, yeah. <laughs> Man, you almost don't get that anymore. Like that, 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 that joy of one afternoon, like, oh my God, my favorite, or like, you know, Goodfellas is on or like yeah. Back to the Future is on, you know? Yeah, because they only show movies on cable now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like like FX and AMC and stuff like that. Like they show movies, but and like HBO network, and network TV, right? Of course, HBO. Yeah, but like network TV doesn't really show movies anymore. No, remember when that was a big deal? Where like you know this movie is finally coming to ABC and it's a network television event. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I still remember watching the network television premiere of Hook. Damn. Wow, yeah. that's good. I remember that. I was really excited, and I own the VHS tape. I don't know why I was so excited, but I was. Now I get to be fed commercials during it, and this will <laughs> yeah. I'll be I'll be up till midnight because it's hooked. Right now it's three and a half hours. <laughs> Rufy. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
Man, we get a new <laughs> Spielberg movie in a couple days. We do. That's true. Our listeners have already seen it, I hope. You would imagine. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's going to do very well. Well, it's in good company with everything that's come out this summer. Yeah, right. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I don't I don't think it will do super well. I, I'm even I don't even know if I'm going to see it this weekend because I'm like, I would really rather see Neon Demon and oh, Swiss Army Man. Oh, I, I'm definitely not seeing it this week. I've been doing this thing where I'm. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like telling everyone, oh, we've got to everybody got to go see a Spielberg movie, hopefully this weekend. But I'm oh, but not definitely, definitely not. I am everybody definitely not. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been, I've been playing catch up. So my rule is like I have to see whatever's going to probably leave theaters first, right? So like uh, today, I finally saw. Well, no, never mind. That that doesn't make any sense. Um, like on the, the day before, I saw um, Conjuring finally, and then right today for like five bucks, I went to like my local theater and I saw uh, Independence Day with one other woman. Wow. Um, <laughs> Sparsely attended. Yeah, one other woman. Do what? One other woman? Yeah, and, and me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. I get that. I hear sure. you. Oh <laughs> uh, man! And then I, I, I totally failed at not being awkward because um, the movie started, and you know, this was like a little rinky-dink college campus theater. That's why it was like five bucks. And so the lights stay on all through the trailers. And I was like, whatever, it doesn't matter. But then the movie starts and the lights still haven't gone yet. And I was like, well, this kind of sucks. And I was like, well, do I do it or does she do it? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just two people. And so she's sitting and she's sitting behind me because I don't know. But for some reason, I was like, well, if she can see me, maybe she won't be weirded out by being there being like a weird dude in the movies with her. You know, mm-hmm. um, but now I can't see her. <laughs> and so, like, I don't want to turn around and like look at her because then it's like, <laughs> can you imagine like a like a weird guy like, are you gonna stand up and do? This? <laughs> so I'm like, it's like, <laughs> so like, no, should I stand up? And eventually, I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna turn around. And I turn around and she's gone, and I'm like, okay, well, did she leave because like f this or like? Did she go and I, sh- I, I, I should just sit. I should just wait. I should just wait. She's gone to talk to someone. I should just wait. And then like a couple. And now the opening credits are over and like Jeff Goldblum's like on the moon. And I'm like, oh, my God, like the movie's playing and the lights are still on. Like she she probably just left. And then like I'm like, well, I got to go. And so like I stood up to go talk to someone. And as soon as they open the door, like I bump into her. <laughs> <laughs> And then she's like, oh, is it about the lights? And I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, I, I talked to them. And then like a couple minutes after that, the lights finally went down. I mean, this is a, this is a rom-com meet cute if ever there was one. Yeah, if it were anyone else, it probably would be. <laughs> <laughs> but I, was, um, I was like, I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here out of pure obligation. <laughs> I'm here to see Liam Hemsworth. Who I didn't know was in the movie until he showed up. Yeah. Uh. So okay. So go get, getting back on topic to yes. uh, <laughs> to a fistful of dollars. Oh yeah. Um, uh, so a fistful of dollars. Nineteen sixty four spaghetti western. Mm-hmm. Uh. I've always heard. I'd always heard. Like I remember when I was watching this originally. My dad 
I think it was my dad. Um, or, or perhaps I just like heard about it through the grapevine or whatever. But like at some point, somebody told me that this was shot in the same place that they shot part three. And so it was like, oh, like it's, it's like a, like a setup, you know, it's like a foreshadowing kind of thing. And it wasn't until later that I was like, wait, but Fistful of Dollars is, is a spaghetti Western. <laughs> they wouldn't have shot that in California. Yeah. <laughs> like that's. No, that doesn't make any sense. Um, but what what I do what I, what is interesting though is that, uh, and I assume this happens a lot in movies that show movies, like in the movies, uh, the way that the scene plays out in the actual movie is not the way that it plays out in the clips that were shown uh, that Biff is watching. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no. There's no close up of Eastwood uh, in that like climactic scene in uh, Fistful of Dollars. Uh-huh. It was just like, I, I, I guess, I guess, you know, that's just what Zemeckis wanted. He's like, I really want a close up of Clint Eastwood. And they're like, OK, but you're not directing that movie. You're directing <laughs> this movie. But uh, yeah, they just pulled a, a close up from like earlier in the movie. And uh, and threw it on and and just like kind of re-edited their own third act sequence. Huh. Uh, That's interesting. I have a confession to make. Yeah. I have only seen Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I actually have not seen the first two chapters. But I've weirdly but I've seen Good, the Bad, and the Ugly a lot. But for some reason I just never seen the other two. They're all good, uh, but but it's also kind of a situation where if you've seen one, you've kind of seen all three. Yeah. And I've seen El Mariachi and Desperado a lot. So I feel like in a way I have seen Fistful of Dollars and a few dollars more. In a way. Yeah. In a way. <laughs> in a way. Um, yeah. I mean, they're not. You, you've seen the best one. Yeah. And, and that was kind of the, the thing that my brain always told myself when I was like, oh. Right. It's uh, an essential one for sure. The yeah, they're all good. good. Yeah, yeah and, and the thing is, that it's not actors... like they, it's not like they connect in any like right. really yeah, meaningful no, yeah, way. Very, so um... it's yeah, and everyone in the first two is in the third one. Right, <laughs> right. So man, I wish I wish more, uh, I wish more trilogies would have more fun with that. Where like, I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like continuity and. Stuff like that is just such a choker on like filmmaking right now. Yeah. And and so something like, oh, and Lee Van Cleef will just play another bad guy in this trilogy. Right. It's a different bad guy. Just screw it. Right. And I'm like, God, that wouldn't people will get nerds like cinema sins, but get so mad at that now. You know what I mean? Well, it's like um, it's it's like uh, with with Mad Max Fury Road. Right. Totally. So like we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago on the show and, and we've been making references to it a lot. But the thing about it is like Mad Max Fury Road follows exactly the way the other Mad Max movies where the only character that recurs is is Max. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. The only character that comes back to each movie. But everyone has remember when Fury Road came out and they were talking about like, yeah, I do want to make a fifth Mad Max at some point. Mm-hmm. Um and they're like, but, you know, Furiosa wouldn't come back. And everyone was like, what? How can you not bring back Furiosa? And it's like, because well, yeah. no characters have ever come back. Mm-hmm. Like, 
that's the whole point of the franchise is that Max is the only character that returns in every movie. And, uh, but, but yeah, it, it, it's that it's, it's just the fact that it's, it's a weird concept that mm-hmm. only one character would return in any kind of franchise series. Yeah. You know? It's like the really only precedences are like the man with no name and like El Mariachi and Max. Those are kind right. of the, the three that I can, besides, you know, like derivatives where like, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme is the same character in every movie. And Larry, the <laughs> cable guy literally plays a character named Larry in like half of his movies. Or uh, and Adam Sandler. Of course. Like yeah. Half of that Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> the thing, the weird thing about Adam Sandler is sometimes he will play big characters, but then that right. won't work either. <laughs> No, no, it, it, he does. You know, like that thing where like like uh, big time directors will do like, OK, I'm going to do one for them and then one for me, like like the Nolan yep. model with the Batman movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like one for me, one for them. That's what Adam Sandler does. But instead, he's like one where I'm me, one where I'm them, one where I'm me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's really weird because, yeah, he's himself in like half of his movies and then the other half he plays like a bizarre character like the water boy or uh uh what the the zohan yeah right? the ma- which is underrated as hell in my opinion yeah really i've never seen that it's okay. written by judd apatow and robert smigel okay and it's a parody of the israeli palestinian conflict but it's also like their dumbest movie since like you know like uh, billy madison and happy gilmore i like it I think it's his last – it's – well, I really like funny people, but I, I, I know some people don't count that. I know? really like funny people. I yeah, like me too. I like it a lot. I, I have found that comedians like funny people and and fans of comedy, <laughs> like 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 actual fans of comedy, not like, I love comedy. <laughs> like Yeah, but like I subscribe to WTF and whatnot. Right, right. People like that love funny people and anyone else is like, ugh, that movie. Yeah, yeah it's like three hours long of people right. complaining about their lives. Uh, I think Zohan was the last Adam Sandler movie I saw in theaters. Wow. I, I had to take my nephews to see Pixels last year. Oh, right. I remember that story. I was like, what do you guys want to see? And they're like, Pixels. And I was like, screw both of you. Yeah, right. <laughs> I made it through half of Pixels and then decided, I think I'll actually have a day. <laughs> and then my nephew. Why would they want to see Pixels? What? There's nothing in that movie for them. I, I, I wanted to see the worst movies when I was a kid. I made my yeah. brother take me to see Shazam when I was like three. You mean Kazam? Kazam. Kazam. Yeah, the Shaq movie. Yeah, no, I totally saw Kazam in theaters. I remember that. My nephew looked but, but at Kazam. Kazam though isn't referencing fifty-year-old technology. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. Like I pixels. Don't know. There's nothing in pixels for kids. There's nothing. In, like they don't understand any of those references. Yeah, I don't know. But get loud though, right? <laughs> What's that's a Cubers? Well, they were like, oh, the thing from Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, so they just thought it was referencing Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, he's in he's in this movie now. That's kind of weird. <laughs> that would be that would be like that would be an awesome post credit scene for Pixels. Is just like it's just like this ominous music, and then like like Wreck It Ralph just I'm gonna wreck it. <laughs> and it just cuts to hey, everybody, it's me, Wreck It Ralph. 
<laughs> or if that just happens in the first five minutes of Pixels, and then it's over. <laughs> it's just, it's like the third <laughs> act of Man of Steel, and yeah. it's just Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> ah, I'm bad, and that's okay. I'll never be good. What? I forgot, I forgot. <laughs> Okay. All right. So you guys can probably tell we don't have a whole lot to talk about in this uh, this particular minute. But um, yeah, but that will I think not that's, stop uh, us from talking a lot. <laughs> right. We got plenty to talk about in the next minutes. It's just like this particular transitional minute. There's not a lot in here. I'm a fan of both. Half of, of it. Uh, half of it. Half of it is literally a fistful of dollars. So yes. <laughs> I'm a fan of Biff's companions' earrings. Oh, they're both very, they're both very stylish. (laughs) All right. They're very like, they, I don't know that she looked, they look like they got them on sale at like Sam moon. All right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And with that, I'm a fan of, uh, Biff's, uh, Biff's, uh, gold chain bracelet. Yeah, dude. He's looking like a fan of everything Biff's doing here. El Jefe. I wish, uh, I mean, I, I, I like that he likes Westerns because, like, that makes sense to me because, uh, you know, he's from the 50s. Like, he grew up in the 40s and 50s. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes sense that he would And Clint Eastwood like is, Westerns. like, you know, like the kind of fantasy of, like, a, ma- a man, you know? Right. But yeah. uh, I also would have really, like, if Back to the Future was made today, like, Biff would be really into gangster movies. Oh, like Scarface and whatnot. Yeah, Scarface. Oh, yeah, he loves Scarface. Goodfellas, he would love Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. Probably hasn't seen Miller's Crossing, though. Yeah. No, I would say yeah. probably not. <laughs> well, he doesn't like the Irish, so. Yeah, exactly. McFly. <laughs> <laughs> he called George an Irish bug. No. <laughs> not, uh, he's not a fan of the Irish, that Biff. All right, Who well. Is, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pat Driscoll <laughs> gets it. Uh, well, uh, well, we, we know what back. minute you're going to cover in part three. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. We will be back tomorrow with minute 57. In the meantime, you can go to our website, doinggenre.com. Uh, we can leave comments to this episode or past episodes or whatever else you want to do. You can also go there. You can check out our other podcast, The Doctor's Companion, our Doctor Who podcast, as well as Geek by Night, our original audio drama that uh, Nick and I uh, write and executive produce. Uh, we're really proud of it, so go check that out. And uh, also uh, also on the website, you can find uh, the two short films that I've directed, uh, The Cupid Division and Unexceptional. They're both under the films section of uh, DuelingGenre.com, so go check that out. Uh, if you want to support us on Patreon and help make a weekend edition of this show possible, go to DuelingGenre.com slash support. We're trying to get to $250 a month. We're only like 60 bucks away, something like that. So it's not going to take much. And then we'll have a weekend edition. And that weekend edition will continue during the hiatus, uh, which we will absolutely be taking between parts two and three. Uh, we, we are not going to do the uh, iTunes deal again. We're just we're going to take a break. Um, so if you want uh, to continue hearing us, at least on a weekly basis, 
then you're going to want to get that weekend edition started. So go support us on Patreon, duelinggenre.com slash support. And that's just one of the many perks of being a Patreon supporter, but uh, you can go check all of those out uh, over there. Uh, if you go to duelinggenre.com slash merch, we've uh, started, we've teamed up with Tee Public, and we've started uh, selling Back to the Future Minute t-shirts. So uh, you can get t-shirts, coffee mugs, notebooks, uh, all kinds of stuff. So go uh, go check go check out uh, duelinggenre.com slash merch. And uh, go buy some T-shirts and stuff. You can you can have uh, Nick and I's cartoon faces on your chest. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Cassandra's if you get the Doctor Who one. Yeah, if you get the Doctor's Companion one. Yeah, and there's also a Geek by Night shirt. So you know, with none of our faces. With none of our just our characters' faces. Uh, and then of course, special thanks to Patreon associate producer, David Jeffries. Thank you, David, for continuing to support the show at the obscene level that you do. Uh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Fun all fact, right. David Jeffries, um, monthly donation to doing this honor is actually equal to the, uh, gross national, um, number of Paraguay. <laughs> All right. All right. Fair enough. Thanks, David. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow with Minute 57. Bye, everybody. Bye.